Praise the Lord and good morning, Radio Land. Good morning. I just bring you a message that I believe is going to really bless you today. First of all, I would like to invite you to our service this evening at 4 p.m. at our location at 3901 West Adams Boulevard because there's many people that have been calling in and writing in and emailing asking when are we going to have a Sunday service. Well, we do have Sunday services from time to time, and today is going to be a special service. It's going to talk about the man from Galilee that came and laid down his life. I promise you, you are going to be blessed if you come. The, the, the service is going to start at 4 o'clock p.m. sharp. And so uh, with that in mind, again, you are all invited, and we're looking forward to seeing you. Amen. So. I want to um, just pray before we get into the exact message. Amen. The message today, it's about Jesus Christ and him being resurrected. But let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you this morning in the modern name and the majestic name of Jesus our Christ. I thank you, O oh God, as I come bringing greetings to the people. I thank you, O oh God, that you're going to anoint the ears and open the hearts of each and every person under the sound of my voice. I pray, O oh God, hallelujah, that as I decrease, that you would increase in me. Because without you, I can't do anything. But with you, I can do all things. I pray that they will hear my voice, but it's going to be your spirit that's speaking, Father God. And so I ask that you would have your way. Let your will be done in my life this morning to bless your people, O oh God. And I give you all the praise and all the glory in the mighty and the majestic and the most powerful name that's ever been on this earth and around the universe, Jesus our Christ. Amen and amen. And people of God, the message I'm going to bring you, the message is called, um, the message is called the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But let me bring you some prelude of this message before I get into the actual message. 2,000 years ago, an event occurred shocking to the sensibilities. An innocent man allowed himself to be put to death. That event and subsequent resurrection raises questions that demands answers. What are the discussions? What happened when Jesus died on the cross? What was the motivation, the love of God for sinners, according to John 3 and 16? While we were still sinners, Romans 5 and 8, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, Romans 6 and verse 23, the kindness of God, Titus 3 and 4, the kindness of, the, the kind of love that takes action according to 1 John 4 and 9 and 10 and also verse 19. So what was the purpose of the reason why Jesus came. What was the purpose? That we might be reconciled to God according to 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 21, and also according to Luke 19 and 10, Isaiah 53 and 5, because we had lots of sins that needed to be paid. God says, I'm angry with the wicked every day. And there was no one that was able to, to, to come and reconcile us back to the Father. And so Jesus had to come to be the propitiation of our sins, according to Romans 3 and verse 25, according to 1 John 2 and 2, and also 1 John 4 and 10, Hebrews 9 and 5. So the mercy seat in the Greek propitiation, uh, what, what am I saying? I'm, I'm saying to you this morning, as I bring this, 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 this prelude of this message to you, I want you to come because this evening you're going to hear the fullness of this message if you would come and be with us at four o'clock this evening but anyway Jesus as the propitiation was the sacrifice 
the high priest and the place of atonement. He came and he paid for all of our sins. My God, what is our response? Fear and trembling, awe and respect, according to Philippians 2, 5 through 12. Drawn to Christ, Hebrews 13, 1 through 3. Take up our cross and follow him, Luke 9 and 23 and Galatians 2 and 20. Obedience unto our, unto our salvation, Mark 16 and 16. So what am I saying? I'm bringing this prelude of our message before I bring the actual message because I want you to understand that there was a reason why God sent his only begotten son to come and die on the cross for us. You see, 2,000 years ago, ah, glory be to God, hallelujah, when God created, recreated the earth and he, he had a talk with his son and he said, look, I put man on the earth and guess what? Men have given back dominion over to Satan. And so now I'm going to need you to go down there and reconcile my children, my creation back to me because they have reached out to the, cre to the creature instead of believing my word so if you are born again i'm sure you have heard the story about the crucifixion many times however today i pray as i speak to you your spiritual ear will be open to hear the voice of the holy spirit through me when we talk about the cruci crucifixion of jesus christ we recognize the plans of god stems from his merciful love for his people god made a way through the crucifixion of jesus christ after realizing that nothing humans could do to earn their way into his presence, showing how merciful he is, i.e. Genesis 3 and 21, the first time blood was shed in the uh, earth. Amen. When Adam and Eve sinned, when they listened to the creature instead of the creator, they God had to make a way, and so God killed an animal, and he put on, he had to kick them out of the garden because he didn't want them to eat of the tree of life and live in their sins forever. So he put them out, but he was nice and kind and merciful and faithful and, and, and tolerant to the place where he says, I'm not going to kick them out naked. Because remember when he was walking in the garden with Adam, I went, when he came down, he used to walk with them during the cool of the day, according to the scripture. And then one day he came down and, and, and he said, Adam, where are you? And it's not that God did not know where Adam was, but God, God, God wanted to see if Adam understood what, what had happened. And Adam said, I hid from you. I heard your voice in the, in the, in the, in the garden and I hid because I was naked. And God says, who told you that you were naked. Did you eat of the tree that I commanded you not to eat? God only gave them two command in the beginning and they failed the command. Amen. And so today I pray that according to John 19 and 31 through 33, therefore, because it, and I've got to read this, 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 this particular passage of scripture. Look what the Bible says. Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first uh, thief and, uh, 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 and of the other and was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his leg. Remember now. They couldn't afford to break his leg because according to Exodus chapter 12, when they killed the lamb, God told them, eat all of the lamb and not a bone must be broken. So God's word had to come to pass. Everything that God says, if God says it, it's established. 
I don't care who comes behind you and tell you something different. If God says it, it is established. And I pray today that something that I'm saying is going to resonate in your spirit. You've heard the story over and over again. But today I want it to get into your spirit. I don't want it to stay in your mind. I want it to be in your spirit because it's your spirit man that needs to receive this word today. And so the reason why they did not break Jesus' leg is because when he said it was finished, he said, Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit. So he was already dead the moment he said into your, your hands I commend my spirit. So they did not break his leg. Glory be to God. Because why, why wouldn't they break his leg? Again, God has everything under control. God is the propitiate. God is the proprietor. He is the one that lets every, he has everything under control. His eyes run to and fro throughout the world. He sees the good and the bad. And I know you say, and God, why do you allow people to do bad things? Well, that's who he is. He gave us dominion and authority to on this earth, and he's not going to change the way he set up the kingdom. But Jesus had to walk out of the tomb. Jesus could not crawl out of the tomb. He had to walk out of the tomb according to what Jesus said. So, so, so in those days, and then we also want to make sure, I want to make this a very clear point to each and every one of you that have not understood Jesus did not die on a Friday. So we're not talking about Good Friday. The Bible tells you, I'm going to read this again. It says, it says, therefore, because, because, the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath. For the Sabbath was a high day. That week there was, there's, there was more than one Sabbath. So Jesus died on a Wednesday. He was, he was buried. He said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, so will the man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Now, for those of you that don't know how to count, all you got to do, if you multiply three times 12, that's only 36. So from Friday to Sunday morning, that cannot be. So he could not have died on a Friday. So stop believing heresy. Believe what the Bible says and read your Bible so you can get the essence and let the Holy Spirit reveal the truth to you. Glory be to God. Jesus said, ah, there's many things that I want to tell you, but you cannot hold on to them right now. But I'm sharing with you today that this is a fact. If you go and you do your own research, Jesus died on a Wednesday. Thursday was a Sabbath. It was a holy day, a high holy day according to the scripture. So what am I saying? I'm saying all of this is to let you know in those days the condemned would not have to choose between the intense pain of raising himself up to, to breathe or dying from a lack of oxygen. So what they did, they broke their legs. So, so what I'm saying to you today is this, when a crucifixion took place on the day before the Sabbath, or as special feast day, Jewish law required that the body of the condemned must not be left hanging on the cross. The Holy Spirit pointed to the author of this prophecy in advance that this crucifixion would occur just before the start of the Jewish Sabbath, which would require the legs of the crucified to be broken, yet leave the bones of the Messiah unbroken. These, now, this was spoken of, like I said, when we talked about this, again, it takes you back to the book of Exodus chapter 12. And, and, and so we see here that, that, that this, the Old and the Testament 
coincide with each other. So today I pray that for, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to hear me say that many people, they preach tradition. I preach truth. I want you to be aware and be sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So according to Exodus, it said these specific facts were, were, were in direct fulfill, fulfillment of and, and Exodus chapter 12 and verse 46. And let me read what Exodus chapter 12 and verse 46 says so you will know. Because you need to know these things. It said, in, in, in one house it shall be eaten. You shall not carry any of the flesh outside the house, nor shall, any, any, nor shall you break one of the bones. So God has already established this back in the book of Exodus. When they had the lamb, when they were leaving Egypt, you see, in case you forgot, or maybe you didn't know, we that are, we're all born sinners. And when Jesus died on that cross, he came to lead us out of Egypt. What is Egypt? Egypt is a type of the world. They were, had, they, they were coming out of Egypt according to Exodus chapter 12. And so they had to do the Passover. And we that are born again, that have said yes to Jesus, we are passing from death to life. We are passing from darkness to light. Glory be to God. And so when we say yes to Jesus, we are accepting him. Also, according to the book of Numbers, uh, uh, verse 9 and 12, let's look at the book of Numbers, chapter 9 and verse 12. Look what it says here. Numbers, chapter 9 and verse 12. I just want to show you this because I want to make sure that we understand that the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is fact. This is not just a bunch of words. These are fact. And because I am filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what I'm saying to you. Glory be to God. Look what it says. It says, they shall leave none of it until morning, nor break one of the bones according to all of the ordinance of the Passover they shall keep. That's, now that was a repeat of what uh, Exodus 12 uh, and 46 says. And also, again, I'll show you another scripture to prove to you that God's word, God does not leave anything uncovered. He doesn't leave anything undone. He lets us know fact. Now understand that the Psalms was written all these years before uh, Jesus was born. Okay? But it just goes to show you how God's word coincides with each other and it is true. Psalm 34 and 20, look what it says. 34 and 20 says, um, He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. So in other words, this is something that was, was spoken of way, way back then. But we, we spoke about it. He spoke about it in, 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 in the book of Exodus. But then God is letting us know throughout the scripture from Genesis to Revelation that his word is true and his word cannot return void and his word will come to pass. And so for your information, Exodus 12 and 46 and Numbers 9 and 12 were written, listen to this, 1,500 years before Jesus was born. Psalm 34 and 20 was written 1,000 years before Jesus was born. We see God's foreknowledge in operation right here as we speak. And so today, I want to encourage you to stay in your word and study the word. And, 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 and if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, get filled with the Holy Spirit so that God can give you uh, the revelation by his spirit. You see, we do need men to preach the word. They need to be sent and they need to be uh, 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 under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But hey, there are some things that you're going to need the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to you for yourself glory be to god amen so let me give you a description of this of, of the crucifixion as was common jesus was publicly scourged 
are beaten with a leather tongue while whipped before his crucifixion. Tiny pieces of iron and bone crypts were tied to the ends of each leather tongue, causing deep cuts and painful bruises. He was mocked, struck the head with, in the head with a staff and spit on. A prickly crown of thorns was placed on his head and he was stripped naked, too weak to carry his cross. Simon of Cyrene was forced to carry it for him. He was led to Galgotha where he would be crucified as the custom before they nailed him to the cross. A mixture of vinegar and gall and myrrh was offered. This drink was said to alleviate. This drink was to alleviate the pain that he was going through, the suffering, but Jesus refused it. It it it's it, he refused the drink. Stake, stake like nails were driven through his wrist and ankle fastening him to the cross the death christ died the death christ died on the cross was one of the absolute torturous you and i can ever even begin to imagine all the pain that jesus was forced to endure for our sake people of god listen to me allow me to refresh your mind this morning about the terrible price jesus paid as you paid for you and i he suffered for sin that day he was scourged according to matthew 27 and 26 he was beaten according to luke 22 and 63 through 64 he was spit on according to matthew 27 and 30 he was mocked according to matthew 26 and 29 he 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 they nailed the nailed uh, um Nailed to the cross according to Matthew 27 and 38, John 20 and 25. Stripped naked according to Matthew 27 and 35. And let me back up for a second here because I want you to know. Every time you see Jesus on the cross, they have a, a rag tied around his body area. To, to protect his private parts. Well, I want you to know that's just something that the painter uh, 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 that, that wanted to put there because he was naked. The Bible talks about how he stood naked on the cross. He took the shame for you and I. So his beard was plucked from his face according to Isaiah 50 and 6 where he was crucified between two convicted criminals. And one of the criminals was wise enough to say, remember me when you come into paradise. The other one tried to mock Jesus by saying, if you are the savior, save yourselves and save us or come down from the cross. But that's the enemy that was talking. Even while Jesus was on the cross for my sins and your sins, the devil was still taunting him. But the devil had no nods because it, the Bible says somewhere, it says, if they had only known they would have never crucified the Lord but you see that's why you know Satan don't know everything this the devils and the demons do not know everything they one they know one thing they believe that that Jesus is God but they tremble and but we got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is and accept him as our Lord and Savior amen as we continue the word of Jesus was about his life no one take it this is what he said no one take it from me but I lay it down of my own accord and I have authority to lay, to lay it down and authority to take it up again this I command I, this this command I received from my father and according to John 10 and 8 that's what Jesus was saying so today I want to ask you a question do you know Jesus 
Are you born again or are you saved? You know, some places they don't say born again. They say saved, but I like born again because that was the, the scripture. Those were the words that got to me. When someone said to me, are you saved? I It didn't matter to me because I, I, I didn't know what they were talking about. And so when the man said, are you born again? I said, what is that? And so he said, well, if you die right now, do you believe that you're going to go to heaven? Now, mind you, I must tell you about something about myself. I was one that went to church every Sunday. But when the man asked me that question, I knew I was not going to heaven. And that's one of the reasons, glory be to God, why I pray for the churchgoers. Because the churchgoers need Jesus. And they need to be born again. And then you have some people that are, that are into some of these denominations that they grab you and they, they, they baptize you. And you go down a dry sinner and you come up a wet sinner because you still have not accepted Jesus. Just because you're baptized. Baptism, water baptism does not save you. Water baptism is only an ex outward expression of what took place in your regenerated spirit. So I just want, for those of you that are not sure if you're born again, you need to receive Jesus Christ. You can say this right behind me right now. Dear God, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. I am sorry that I have sinned against you. Oh God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he came and he died and he laid down his life for my sin. Lord, I believe that you rose, raised him from the dead. And Lord, I'm asking you, Jesus, to please come into my life right now. Oh God, have mercy upon me and save me. Because I know I do not want to go to hell, but I do believe you. I believe that you said that anyone, oh God, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And I'm confessing right now with my mouth and I'm believing right now with my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he died and rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And so if you've said that prayer, you're welcome to call me at 323-293-7566 and I will continue you to pray which you glory be to God but anyway let's move on have you ever asked Jesus to remember you like the thief on the cross remember there were two thieves and I said before one reviled Jesus and the other one remember that recognize that Jesus is Lord so today just in case you have not come to that place where you realize that you need Jesus hey listen to me listen to me people of God you need Jesus I need Jesus. You need Jesus. We all need Jesus. Jesus did it. It would be good for us to come to the cross and ask him to remember us. I know he would. You may, well, I am not a thief. And you may say, I'm not a liar. And I'm, I'm not a fornicator. Or you may say, I am not an adulterer. Or I'm not a homosexual. Or I'm not a pedophilia. Or I'm not a drug addiction, addiction a, a drug addict. But listen, according to Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. And I need to read that because it is necessary for you to understand what the Bible says about you. Because we need to know. We need to know. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. I can tell you what. It says, but I rather read it. Look what it says. Romans chapter 3 and 23 says, It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every living being that was born into this earth was born into sin. We all are born into sin. Amen. And so I pray that you will hear me today. I pray that you will realize that you are a sinner and accept Jesus Christ. We are all sinners in need of a savior. We need to eat the, the flesh and drink the blood consistently. 
Exodus 12 and 46 remind us that we must eat the whole lamb. What am I talking about? The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and tabernacle among us and we beheld his glory. What am I saying to you? I am saying that we got to read the Old Testament and the New Testament. We cannot take the word of God like a smoker's board. I want this and I don't want this. No, we must eat the whole lamb. Glory be to God. There are seven places Jesus shed his blood and its significance. I'm going to try to bring this to you, but if not, if you didn't get it, you got to come to the service this evening at four o'clock. Amen. Okay. Seven places. Sweat like drops of blood. This signifies that Jesus won back our willpower to resist temptation because he overcame the greatest temptation that was so intense. It caused him to sweat blood. Number two, the stripes on his back and shedding of blood at the whipping post. This signifies that Jesus won back our health. His body was broken so ours could be made whole. What am I saying? Every morning, when you wake up in the morning, I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you're getting out of your bed, bent over. You must speak to your body and tell it, Lord, I thank you that every organ in my body is working in perfect condition. I don't care if your knees hurting. I don't care if your head is hurting. I don't care if your foot is hurting. You got to speak to your body and tell it to line up with the word of God. See, people don't understand. We must must remember that God knows all about us but if we if we speak his word to our bodies then the bodies you speak to the marrow in your bone and tell it to line up and then the stripes uh, then number three he was bruised and suffered internal bleeding from being beaten this signifies that he won back our right standing with God and delivered us from the iniquities I'm not gonna be able to tell you all of this today but I promise you if you come to the service this evening you're gonna hear everything that you need to hear God is good God is great we love you we praise God for you and we're looking forward to seeing you this evening at 3901 West Adams Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90018. God bless you. Oh, we love you today. Have a blessed, 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 blessed day. 